You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The world is filled with many questions, such as, did giants exist? What is junk DNA? Does it mean that you're trash? Do you ever wonder if aliens have underwater bases in our oceans, and that's why there are so many UFO sightings off the coasts of islands all over the world? How serious even is climate change, and when should we start building our rafts? Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Brenna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore the answers to these questions and many, many more in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Over 7 million different animals inhabit our planet. I didn't realize there were that that many. Chris, I didn't either. I guess I've been living in... An otter dimension, another dimension, yeah. get it? <laughs> yeah. There might be some yeah. otter jokes here, folks. Oh, God. What can they teach us? No, and then you think for the young ones, I mean, it's just such a complex ecosystem that they live in. So how to survive, yeah, how to eat, a... you know, social. Many species are in crisis and need your help. Join the movement at allcreaturespod.com. Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris. And I'm Angie. Angie, you sound great as usual. Ah, thank you. Yeah, you don't sound yeah. so bad yourself. I know. I finally got this new mic working, I think. I'm not so echoey, so we'll see how, how it goes today. Yes, we will see how it goes. And I pre-apologize to listeners if I am giggling more than normal because uh, Chris is on FaceTime, so we can always, or FaceTime <laughs> video, so we can see each other and interact and... Uh, and he it uh, looks like he's his new microphone, although sa- sounds fantastic. It looks like yes. he's talking into a giant cattail hairball. Yeah, <laughs> it's like long. I don't even know how to describe it's it. It's called it's it's actually called the dead cat. Oh, and so there you just, go. It, it is, it is, and it's like the 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 thing you see at the end of microphones that they reach in, you know, like in interviews and that big furry thing at the end. So it helps with the the P's and I think the S's too. Ashley always tells me my S's are harsh. So, you know, hopefully it's not too bad. I've never noticed your P's or your S's, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, you well... look it, it looks hilarious. So <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to take you serious, but you know what the good news is? The yes. good news about there being giggles in today's podcast and me not being able to take you too serious today is that we are talking about the otter. Yes, yes, another mustelid, the clowns of the water. Yes, the playful, curious, lovable, uh, hilarious. So I think I think this is a suiting animal for me giggling at your microphone today, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no, so it, it does look ridiculous. It totally it does. looks cartoonish, I'll, I'll if, if you will. But yeah, maybe you'll yes. have to put a, you'll have to put a photo up. But yeah, but yeah. it's going to be a great podcast if you uh, stick through all the way to the end. I hope you do because. 
some awesome conservation organizations are coming up because as yes. I looked online, it seems like everybody and their brother and their mother and their cousin love otters. They are. They are amazing. They are so fun. And mustelids are just fun. I mean, just. They are fun. I think that's why we picked them again. Because <laughs> it's, they're just so fun to look at, to watch, to learn about. And. Oh, the, yes, this week I got completely caught up in so many behavior videos of otters mm. in the water, on land, playing, making slides. I oh, mean, yeah. you name it. They are just, they just look like, like I want to come back in my next life as an otter. Yes. I always thought dog. Yeah. Uh, like my dog. Mm-hmm. But. Now I think I might be a river otter. Yes. Uh, or, or, or sea otter. Any kind of otter, yeah, I yeah. guess. As long as I'm not extinct. No, I, I know, I know. And they're just naughty. I mean, they're just naughty. That's what makes them so funny. It's just they're naughty little animals. They're just great. They're actually not that little, but. Yeah, and, but they're like cute naughty. Like there's a difference between like mm-hmm. naughty and bad. They're like cute yes. naughty, like my one and a half year old or, oh, actually a little. 21 month old Zachary where yeah, he's, he's so cute he can't really talk he says a few words and he knows when he's doing something wrong and so he like looks at yes. you out of the corner of his eye and smiles and yep, yep. you just you know oh he's so naughty but it's so darn yeah. cute that you just want to smooch him and so I do I end up <laughs> smooching him instead of probably correcting him so we'll see how he turns out yeah. <laughs> just kidding yeah well we, we we did I forgot what episode it was a few episodes ago we did talk about you know uh, nature versus nurture and he is you. yeah he yeah. definitely is his mother yeah. yeah he's a fun guy so before we get yeah before we get going just just a few reminders for us um, I, I really have been pushing this and I, and I don't know why, but please visit our website if you haven't. We've had it since the beginning. It's, it's allcreaturespod.com. And it's gorgeous. Very easy. It's very well yeah. done. Uh, Chris, I didn't yeah. know he had such web design and artistic abilities. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. guy is a, um, what is it? A, uh, a, ma- a jack of all traits, right? That's totally you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did have to learn a lot and it's, it's still like wrestling with it sometimes, but. Yeah, I've got it down pat now, but that's where we put all of our show notes. So we have a web page for each week. Uh, you can listen off the website if you want. Our weekly news is posted there with all the links. And if you haven't been, just go allcreaturespod.com. It's a great little website. And then just a couple quick notes. If you haven't subscribed, please do. I read an article this morning, Angie, talking about podcasting. And some people think when they subscribe, they have to pay. And that's not true. Podcasts are yes. free. Yeah, they, they free. are free, and yeah. and they very well yeah. should be, especially when they're education based yeah. like ours. So mm-hmm. yeah, subscription mm-hmm. is just the word that they use, so it comes mm-hmm. to you every week. It's, yeah, just fo- it's, it's like follow like us. Following. It's like you're exactly. following us exactly. Yeah, and you know, there's some really good podcasting apps out there. It, you know, Castbox, Podbean that we now moved a few weeks ago to uh, has their own app. I have Podcast Attic. I like it because our pictures come up on it. Oh, cool. So that's the one I use all the time. But, you know, there's a bunch out there. Yeah, this old lady, I just use the one that comes with the iPhone. The iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, which a lot of people do, which a lot of people do. And now Google's going to be making uh, some stuff for Android. Oh, so, so that's cool. really good. Google's catching yeah, up. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. So getting into otters and the mustelid family again. So we've done the honey badger, which – is one it of my still favorites. Still makes me laugh, but whenever the, I listen, yeah, <laughs> the honey badger one is hilarious. They're, they're, then we did Chris, black. They're an hooded... example of like naughty, just straight up naughty. Like they're they're not yeah, naughty and they're... cute. They're like just straight up naughty, <laughs> and they own it. They're like. 
bad yeah. the bone like <laughs> they're vicious oh god that that what is it the the badass honey badger episode or the video oh, yeah yeah oh uh, that's it's that's rated r with the language for for the parents out there but oh my god it's so funny if you haven't seen that it's, it's on youtube but we did the honey badger. Then we did the black-footed ferret, which again was a fun episode because I still go back to them tap, tap, tap on the shoulder of the prairie dog to reposition them before they, they bite their throat. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just, that, why wouldn't yeah. you do that? I mean, that's just <laughs> – Yeah. Oh, they're so great. Musclids are so great. And then I know we're going to do skunks at some point. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. Soon or soon-ish because skunks are amazing. They're hilarious. The, obviously, the Badgers, Wolverine, again, another muscle that we're going to probably yeah. cover uh, soon. Yeah. You know, there's just so many of them that are great. And it's because they're, lo- they're the largest family of carnivores. So there's so many different species under the muscle family that when we think about doing episodes, you know, as we line up interviews and stuff in the future, we just, whenever we think of, we oh, we need a, a new species this week. It's one of the first ones that comes to mind. But all the listeners out there could help us by making requests, and then we wouldn't have to think, which would yes. be very helpful. Yes. <laughs> I- <laughs> we could save our brain power for other tidbits of information, like me, like me yes. saying words right or <laughs> remembering yeah. what species what we're species talking we about. <laughs> Those kinds of... Oh, Hashtag God, mom brain moments could be reduced, perhaps, if you yes. uh, let us know. So, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. It always helps. It always helps. And then stay to the end because we are going to talk about what these North American river otters hunt, which is going to blow you away because I couldn't believe it when I was digging into my research. I was like, they they hunt that? Ooh, I'm so, excited. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, I didn't yeah. find anything too shocking. So, I'll, you know what? I will definitely stay tuned until the end. How about that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. You always have to be here. I love it. If you fall over and fall asleep, I just Oh, uh, Chris, I'm not falling scream asleep at you. uh today with that with you talking into a cattail yeah. microphone cuz it's just ridiculous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So let's focus in on the North American river otter and what they yes. look like. Um, give a description. Cute, cute as all yeah. get out. Cuter than cute. Cute cute cute. I mean Yeah, they, very very cute. Uh, m- all the species of otter are just adorable. I, I think it would be really hard to pick and choose which one's cuter. I mean, that would maybe be a serious competition out there. It'd be mm. interesting to see what the listeners think. Right, right. I, obviously being from North America, am a fan of the North American river otter. And I do think it's one of the cutest species because of its nose. It has a larger black nose and oh, it yeah. almost looks like cartoonish. <laughs> But yeah, like a dog nose, but flat. Yeah, but flat. Yeah. But just how yeah. if you were gonna, I mean, I I don't I, I don't have any drawing skills. But if I did, if yeah. that's how I would animate it with a little bit big, slightly bigger nose, and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. they're just oh, they're fa- and their 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 paws and their, yeah, and their little their fingers, little, their digits. Yeah. I webbed, mean, they webbed feet, the short legs. They have these long, streamlined bodies. Very muscular, streamlined body. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Thick necks. You know, there's really not a neck. Broad, it's like one yeah. Big yeah. Broad shoulders, and then of course the classic brown, uh, brown to gray fur. And their undersides right. can sometimes be a little bit lighter, or some people say silverish. Right. Right. Uh, in color. And then they that what makes them cute too is those long whiskers. You know, they have those long oh, whiskers that yes. help. Yeah. It's just, yes. oh, they are. They're adorable. They're adorable. They also have things like a, they have a third eye that lets them see underwater. 
You know, which is cool. Why wouldn't you? I mean, they spend a lot of time in the water, yeah, right? That's where what mermaids have, right? We just talked about them last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sea mm-hmm. cows. The uh, yeah, the, and these these ones specifically, the river otters, they can weigh up to thirty pounds or fifteen kilograms. Can get mm-hmm. up to five feet. Like normally, two and a half to five feet. I didn't realize they got that big. Like yeah, five feet seemed a little bit uh, long, long for me, yeah. but I think it's you know I think it's important to note too that their tail, it's which really is long. very important yeah. in the water, that compromises up to about forty percent of their total body length. So right, maybe some of those long. five uh, five footers have like extra long tails or something. or long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now the sexual dimorphism: the females are only about a third of the size of the males. Sure. So she's probably not going to be get, get up to five foot. No, way. no, no, no. But I mean, still pretty big. I mean, pretty substantial. And I remember seeing them in the in the rivers around Florida. I, I don't remember. You thinking did, they were that Chris? big. Yeah, uh, Rainbow oh, Springs. Oh, I'm so jelly. Yeah, I, yeah. Rainbow which Springs. Springs. Rainbow. Man, uh, I'm super there on my bucket list, but I have not seen yeah. them while I've been in Florida, and so. I need it. I've yeah. been to Rainbow Springs one time, but gosh, yeah. I need to get back there, I suppose, because. Yeah, well, we were, we'd go kayaking there uh, a few times when we lived in, in Ocala there in Florida. And I remember seeing them. I was like, I, I was astonished there were otters in Florida because I thought the gators would eat them all, but they don't. You know, they, they're smart enough to avoid oh, them. Oh, yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. That's what the were they doing? Were they just being cute as all get? They, out? Yeah, it's, yeah, swimming in the water and, and swimming around, you know, as we try to fight, you know. Paddle downstream. So yeah, it was really cool. I think we saw them twice. I think, you know, the few, the couple times we've been there. Wow. So yeah, go to Rainbow Springs. It's gorgeous. Oh God. Rainbow Springs is beautiful. Cool. You know, one of the, yeah. One of the springs in Florida. That's just awesome. I'll put that on my day trip, uh, summer list for me and the boys for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great place. So Angie, species of otter. There are a lot of otters. I didn't realize there were that, that many. Chris, I didn't either. I guess yeah. I've been living yeah. in. An otter dimension, another dimension, yeah. get it? Yeah. There might be some yeah. otter uh, jokes here, folks. Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> and I bet 99.9% of them are going to be horrible. So, horrible, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. No, no, yes. seriously, though, yes, I I knew that there were, like, more than two or three or four, but I didn't know that there are mm-hmm. 13 distinct yeah. species of otter, and that does not include all the subspecies. No, 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 that's, yeah, the the... The family's mustelid, subfamily's lutronae, and then 13 mm-hmm. species of otter. I mean, to go through these, the, the one that I was really surprised about is the giant otter in, in South America. So, Yes, that, very cool. Yeah, way cool. And we'll talk a little bit more about them later in the pod. But, you know, obviously sea otters, which mm-hmm. I've seen sea otters too, which was pretty awesome. Man, you're just otterly fantastic. Lucky. I haven't... <laughs> Jesus, these, these jokes. Okay, keep it coming. The uh, <laughs> otterly fantastic. No, I did. So when I was in college, last century. I was going to say, before was, cell phones. Was, yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> the, the, or the cell phones were really big. Well, yeah, I, they were, remember, like, they were yeah. like the size of a shoebox, and you had it in your car yeah. for emergencies yeah. or something. That yes, was the rich yeah. people did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were enormous. But when I was in college, we went on a fishing boat out of Morro Bay, and there were sea otters just floating there. It was awesome. I was like, wow, wow, you know, which is which is crazy because they're you know they were almost hunted to extinction. Well, and, the, and yeah, well, that's yeah. I was going to touch on that when we get to conservation. The the yeah. uh, California sea otter 
in the crisis and where they're at, uh, their numbers are rebounding, but still, yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah, it was cool. And yeah. the thing with that is you had to take a picture with your mind back in 19, whatever. You <laughs> did, probably, you didn't have your phone to uh, take it. It's actually on, I can make, uh, maybe I'll find it. I uh, Maybe I'll post on Facebook just for the fun or fun of it or the website. I actually have a picture of us fishing. It was with a bunch, I was an ROTC and it was the RTC group and somebody posted it on Facebook a couple years ago. And I'm like, oh my God, I just talk about baby face. I know with, with the camel photos I put a few weeks ago, I was laughing about like how young what? you look. I, I mean, you say. still look really young, you but no, no, you look, you look like a baby in those photos. I mean, you, you look really young now too, but good catch. Good I'm save just there. saying. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, there is it. Just, but no, no, uh, I agree. Anyways, yeah, all, all these I was a baby. That's where I started yeah. my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you are, all these years later. So yeah, the yeah, so many different otters. The one I love too that it's just naughty because I know working at the zoo, Ashley worked at them with is the Asian small clawed otters. Correct. Those are at John Zoo. Uh, the boys and I. I mean, mm-hmm. they're a house fan favorite of everybody. They. Mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't matter. Almost any time we walk through, they are. Busy doing something, swimming, running around, oh, yeah. playing. Yeah. Uh, they love their training that the keepers get to do with them, uh, mm-hmm. and they're very smart and just really interactive. So it's yeah. always it's always yeah. a fan favorite for sure. Yeah, I remember when Ashley was working small mammals at the San Antonio Zoo and the Asian small claw, and the female was just nasty. Like she just <laughs> she she I think Ashley got bit <gasps> on the hand once because she just she would ambush well, her. <laughs> That, I don't believe I don't believe anything Those bad about things. otters. I think they're only cute and adorable. Yeah, they're naughty, 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 naughty. And yeah, yeah. Chris, the cool thing is with the Asian small clawed otter. I'm not sure how it was in San Antonio, but I know here at the Santa Fe College Teaching Zoo, where John is at, they are uh, so they're listed as vulnerable with populations declining by the IUCN, and so. It's really important to keep the um, the population under human mm-hmm. care stable and the genetics stable. So uh, we, Johns, who actually did some breeding transfers internationally uh, right. with other zoological institutions because uh, they had such a good breeding pair, and they wanted and they and so mm-hmm. it was really a, mm-hmm. yeah, a very exciting time for them to uh, to help right, basically right. pass along these good genetics and get 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 the numbers represented not only in North America, but in other countries. And I believe it was, um, no, they, if you go down the whole list, I mean, the North American river otter is the only one on the list that I have that even though their numbers are decreasing, it's least concern. Yes. The, you know, we'll get to the conservation stats towards the end, but yeah, a lot of them are endangered, near threatened or vulnerable, all, all threatened with extinction. And as if things continue, North American river otter will join that list. I mean, it's just inevitable that if trends continue, but these yeah. things are, are everywhere. I mean, you yeah, have every continent except for, um, what is it? Antart- Antarctica. Yeah. Antarctica. And then, <laughs> and then also they had a new continent I read about called oceanic. But I realized that's uh, more just like Australia and the Indonesian islands. And? New Zealand. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Yeah. We, we, again, we have the stoats and weasels here, which are not welcome. Um, but we'll save that for another pod. Now, the North American river otter, Lantra canadensis. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's its scientific name. Also called the Canadian otter. I think the Canadians uh, like to claim it as their own. It's. 
or the what is going on in the U.S. with Canada? Like, I love. How do you not like Canada? Like, I don't understand this political thing with Canada. Well, I was going to say, I think it's a very select few, vocal, very vocal, uh, very very vocal individuals. Yeah, Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't think it's universal. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Canada I, is amazing. Amazing I love people. my Canadian brother and Yeah. Jonathan, I, our best friend in British Columbia. I cannot wait to go visit him one day. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just Canada you got is Neil amazing. Young, Alan Thicke. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. uh, there's a lot of Canadians. Danielle, our friend Danielle yes. in the lab. You know, I just yes. messaged her this morning. She's getting ready to finish her PhD, so she will be Dr. Arnold here pretty quick. So Canada is an amazing place. So Canadian otter, or really North American river otter, because you know their habitat is Alaska, all throughout Canada, United States, Pacific Northwest, going down the Mississippi River, the Southeast. We just talked about Florida, you know, going all the way up through Maine. So yes. uh, parts of Texas, you know, sure. even there. Yeah. yeah, they're definitely you know then they're semi-aquatic and they're mm-hmm. found. Yeah, like you said, from the Rio Grande to Canada. Uh, not going to really be found found around arid deserts, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and they love the freshwater streams, rivers, lakes, mm-hmm. ponds, and marshes. Mm-hmm. And then here's a new word for me, Angie. I was like, oh, I think again, love learning. They live in riparian zones. I love that word. Have you heard that? You do? Yeah. I have heard that word. I think it's another great band name, riparian. Yeah, it it is. It is. So riverbanks, you know, I never, Mm -hmm. I I just never, I don't know, part of my lexicon now, but I didn't. So I, I, you know, we're all learning. So riparian zones, these riverbanks, you know, also like where beavers live and, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So maybe when we get to behavior, you can talk a little bit about their dens and things like that. Absolutely. Like oh, I've got a lot to talk about with behavior. They, uh, yeah. Besides being cute, they do some really cute behaviors. I'll put it that way. Especially yeah. when, especially okay. when it comes to moms and babies. So. Right, right, right. Well, before we jump yeah, to the the sixty second or less review of evolution, it, I think it's good to ask, you know, why care about river otters? I mean. We've been doing some really cute Besides, species. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some really cute species. So I think just the the general uh, consensus, I think, just looking around on different like social media groups is, well, they're darn cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think the big picture, of course, is that there's 13 species of them found throughout most parts of the world. All the, almost all the populations are declining. Uh, many are vulnerable or threatened, as you already said. And an otter in general, whether they're in the ocean as a sea otter or a river type otter that's in these riparian or river type estuaries and, uh, and, and, uh, ponds and marshes is if there's healthy populations of otters, they have pr- a profound effect on the overall health of the different streams or oceans that they live in. If the, mm-hmm. For the oceans, it's going to be the kelp forest, uh, the coastal and ocean ecosystems, um, because like if sea otters are absent, those systems all fall out of balance because they become less diverse and less resilient. And now with the river otters, studies have shown that through their scent marking behavior, which we'll touch on more once we get to that section, but they mm-hmm. can actually help transfer different nutrients and nitrogen into the riparian or, or ocean habitat tats that they live in, which actually acts mm. as good fertilizer. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the other really important thing 
for otters in general and why we need them around is they quite clearly just get online. They're known as a flagship species. Mm-hmm. So they help raise awareness for conservations of aquatic ecosystems that are in dire need in a lot of areas right. of our public attention. And so, Chris, mm-hmm. I feel like I've used the word flagship before. I know we always talk a lot about, or we've mentioned plenty of times about umbrella species and keystone. Umbrella species, right. But interestingly enough, I was trying, you know, you know me, always doing more research, mm-hmm. but right, right. looking up and trying to understand more, well, what is a flagship species? And according mm-hmm. to the IUCN, it's a popular charismatic species that can serve as a symbol and help rally points to stimulate conservation awareness and action. Mm-hmm. And these flagship species can also serve as like a, a strategic socioeconomic role model, but mm-hmm. they shouldn't necessarily be confused with like an umbrella or an, a keystone species, which those all have kind of the ecological like trickle down effect role. Impact. Well, I, you know, I just, you're sitting there talking about flagship species. It's just, it's, it's a concept you and I haven't really talked about a lot and we should because just think about sharks. You know, when you think of sharks, what's the first thing you think of? Jaws. A great white. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not negative. So I'm just saying like now is shark week. And so that is the flagship species. It's not the umbrella species for the ocean, which would be amazing if they did because right. then we could fix the oceans. But it's the flagship species because everybody's like, oh, they're not so scary, right. you know? Let's- I mean, they're scary. They're still, <laughs> let's be real. They're impressive. But, you know, like just today, I, I see a photo of a, a free diver with a great white. You I know? saw that. It's not like they just see you and they want to come eat you. I was like, I know. It, I don't know how to feel about yeah, it. I don't, you know, don't ever touch wildlife, but it's still, I think it, it, what it does for me, is it shows that if a great white shark sees you, it's not just going to come up. That is true. Yes, it definitely does do that. Yeah. No, for sure. So that's the one thing it does. But anyways, so they're the flagship species for sharks. You know, so the lemon shark, the nurse shark, the, you know, the whale shark is pretty charismatic, but still not the the go-to, right? The the great white is the go-to. So yeah, river otters are great flagship species for, for river health. Because, yeah, we're talking a lot about the oceans. You and I have really should start focusing maybe some on the rivers, too. Because well, that's our bread and butter here in Florida yeah. um, and throughout lots of uh, North America in general. And, yeah, yeah the rivers, it's, it's pretty amazing and dynamic. And mm-hmm. also what goes into the river goes into the oceans. Ocean, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I recently yeah. read an article that, unfortunately... The Gulf of Mississippi ha- has some of the most highest rates of, in certain areas, of mm-hmm. like plastic contamination, the micro particles, mm-hmm. and then other contamination mm-hmm. because of the Mississippi dumping and you know, right. dumping oh, yeah. into there. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I think that it's 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 all interconnected. Like uh, people yeah. are really starting to understand that, and our our rivers yeah. need to be healthy, and then we need to have healthy populations of animals. To keep it that way, yeah. Correct. To keep it that way, to keep, you know, the trickle up and down effects. All right, real quick, mustelid history. We've covered this before, but, you know, you can go back to the Honey Badger episode, listen to this one, kind of go a little longer. But again, just really quick, uh, dates back 50 million years. The myocids was this cat-like, bear-like, hyena-like early predator. (laughs) 
that sounds awesome. Make sure and put a picture up on our okay. show notes. Yeah, yeah. And now, uh, since you told everybody about our website, now they yeah. can go look at them because they know that we have yeah. one. <laughs> yes, yes. The myocytes. The the otters themselves kind of came out about 11 million years ago, and that's when the mustelids started to emerge. So the otters, weasel, badgers, and then really through the last three million years, after you know we've gotten some warming trends, the the otters kind of diverged out. I mean, they exploded out all over the world. And then, real quick, just because I love talking about this one, Megalictus. It's it's oh, the largest, yeah. Yeah, the largest weevil, weasel or wolverine like. Uh, mammal that lived about 20 million years ago weighed, uh, 130 pounds or about two of Angie. So what? anyways, <laughs> wait, 130 pounds divided by two, your 65 pound wave. No, uh, no, I, <laughs> I already will, called I, you an old lady earlier. I'm trying to make up. I, for it, say, I don't want to be 65. I, I'm totally comfortable with 130 pounds being. Okay. So my about the size of Angie. Books. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, you're pretty tall. You're, you're five, what, five foot. I, Six, seven uh, and a half. Five, seven eight, and a half. Eight with okay. my tennis shoes on. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, you know, like the other mustelids, they, they live about 12 years in the wild, which is, you know, smaller predator. The oldest under human care I saw was 27. That's like, what wow. I read. I was really yeah. impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is long. Now, did you know what they call a group of otters? Well, Chris, I did not know. You didn't look that up? Okay. Okay. No, no, no. I did. Uh, let me or you say- already knew it. Okay. No, I didn't know, but then I found it, and I was like, that's the cutest thing ever. But they're actually called, like, a lot of different things, right? I know. There is, there's always a few things, but I always find the funny one, or the one that I love. <laughs> it's like, that's awesome. It's not a herd of otters, or it's Definitely not an not aggregation. Definitely not a pod, or an aggregation. Yeah. yeah. The one I picked was a romp. Ah, yes, the romp. I like, romp. I mean, that makes sense. Like, they... Yeah. They <laughs> Just are, fits them. Yeah, they're romping around. Them. I um I saw a bevy, a bevy, a, yeah, yep. a family or a raft, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they'll say if they're on land, they're a romp, and while yeah. in the water, they're a raft. So I, I like raft. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's cool because it made me think of the sea otters. How they hold hands while they're floating. Oh and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. so cute. Goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> Now the males are boars, females are sows, offsprings are pups, which is, you know, different. Like Angie said, their their tails are very very muscular, so that's important for them to swim. Sure, really helps them swim. yeah, and they can yeah. in the water they can propel as fast as like eight miles or thirteen kilometers yeah. per hour. And this right. is what I was impressed with is that they can dive uh, up to thirty six feet or eleven meters or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think of like a story of a house. Right. So that's. I mean, like I, yeah, I don't, the, the deepest free dive I think I've ever done is maybe 15 feet, 20 feet. Oh yeah. You know, and your ears pop and stuff. And it's just like, these guys just zip right down there. No problem. Oh yeah. You know, and they stand or water for four minutes. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and the other thing that I guess I didn't really ever think about, but they're equally, of course, they're semi-aquatic, especially mm-hmm. the river outers. And so they're equally at, at home on land and they can travel between mm-hmm. 10 to 18 miles an hour or 16 to 29 kilometers right. in search of food. So they can, they're going to outpace me. That's for sure. Yeah. They're booking. Yeah. <laughs> they're booking. Yeah. They're booking. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, they, their whiskers are important to help them find food and they can grab it with their claws. I mean, they're, they're pretty dexterous with their claws and their feet. 
So just amazing little creatures. They're just great. Oh my gosh. It's just cute. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we, we jump into behavior, the predation, they can be hunted. So the otters, and, and I know that's kind of our later in the podcast, I'm going to tell you what they hunt and that will really surprise you. But they could be hunted by bears, cougars, wolves, foxes, bobcats, coyotes, alligators, domestic dogs, and of course, man. Sure. You know, so they have some, you know, they're in the middle of that pecking order, right? right. Like they're not, but I read they're kind of the apex predator in the river system in most parts of where they yeah, live. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's not a lot of things in there that, that will get them. So, but they are carnivores, you know, like the other mustelids. They like fish, frogs, crayfish, turtle, birds, insects, and other small mammals, beavers. What if they do the tap, tap, tap Aww. to them? <laughs> I know, beavers. Uh, even sometimes fruit though, so. But what, what I read is fish is really their number yes. one prey item, right? Uh, That's what they mm-hmm. eat most of the time. And I, I, well, and Chris, what I also found was interesting is they have to eat up to 15% of their body weight a day to, to function and it's probably be you know they have boundless energy right whenever you're watching them at whatever zoo you go to or probably when you have when you've been so blessed to see them in the wild they're always doing something right right? so uh they have they have a very high metabolism and so yeah they've got to eat a lot of meals during the day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i mean the, the last two species we covered the camels and then the the bactrian camel and then the manatee so they have really low metabolic rates or they don't have to eat as right. often. But these ones, they got to oh, eat every yeah. night. Yeah. And yeah. the other cool thing, sort of like nutritional behavior wise, is that they, of course, typically capture the fish and the prey in their mouth. But occasionally they'll definitely use their thumbs and forepaws to grasp and manipulate prey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You watch them. They're just, they're so cute. They're so, they're so cute. cute. Oh, they're my so gosh. Cute. cute as I all know, get out. I know. Now. Now, before we, we, we go into reproduction, because I think that, like, when you see the babies with the mamas. Yes, it's just, that's, oh. like I said, there's some charming things coming up, uh, for sure. So tell us some of the, the unique behavior stuff that they do. Well, I think a lot of people are probably familiar with otters just from watching them either on videos or if you've been able to see them at a zoo or blessed enough to see them in the wild. But they are really playful creatures. In general. So even right before this podcast, I asked Sandra, I said, what do you know about otters? He's like, well, they like to play a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it's just yeah. kind of a known thing. And, and that they really, that's not a folklore or exaggerated. Uh, that really is true. Now, regarding the North American river otter, it, granted, it is one of the more abundant species of otters. But surprisingly, there's not a ton known about its life in the wild. So mm-hmm. uh, because they are a little elusive um when people are trying to study them and and there's there's groups working on that but a lot of our observations come from when they are housed under human care but mm-hmm. we do know that they spend a large portion of their day scent marking in uh their territory by either urinating urinating defecating scratching or rubbing their scent glands on rocks and trees and as you had kind of mentioned, since they live this riparian lifestyle, uh, they will mm-hmm. establish a burrow close to the water's edge in a river or a lake or a swamp or a coastal shoreline. And they, the tunnel will have many openings usually, but it, one that generally allows mm-hmm. the otter to enter and exit into a body of water. So with, one of the things that it, it made me think is that class I, I used to teach, the 
the wild discoveries class and the otters were by far the most popular, you know, especially since I had the camera system set up and the students really wanted to do otters. The one thing I remember is the otters aren't very active during the day and they're really active in the mornings and the evenings, you know, when, and that's kind of like the platypus too. I remember the platypus, we talked about that, that during the, the midday, that's kind of when they're isolated, uh-huh. you know, in their burrows or, you know, resting, and then they come out and forage and hunt. I don't know if you ran across um, any of that. I yeah, Chris. No, that that sounds about right from the information that I found. But also, I you you mentioned a really mm-hmm. important thing that I want to touch on is about, like you said, how the students just were all drawn to the otters or wanted to study them more for mm-hmm. your class and learn more about them, which is great. But we're like, hey, there's other animals at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and there's well, some and cool I'm like, ones, hey, there's too. some hoof stock. Like, come on, guys. Why don't you want to learn more about Guanaco? Um, but, uh, but no, but seriously, no, but no, no, but no, this no, is, no. so a, a study, yeah. um, but no, there was even a survey back in 1996 or a poll by this group called BBC Wildlife, and it's read by hundreds of thousands of people each month. And regarding the mm-hmm. Eurasian otter, so that's over in Europe, of course, Eurasian mm-hmm. area, uh, it was by far the most popular animal among readers. And then similarly, in your old neck of the woods, the Monterey Bay Aquarium in California, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you haven't been Mm -hmm. there, put on your bucket list. It's amazing. Uh, Monterey's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous area of California. It's so beautiful. Uh, Yeah. And the aquarium is just spectacular. Uh, Mm -hmm. But once again, the sea otter exhibit is the most, always ranked the most favorite at the aquarium. Right. So there's just something about... Like I said, maybe more people we want to we want to come back as otters in our next life, or just they're so <laughs> cute they look cuddly, even though obviously you shouldn't cuddle right. one. But yeah, no. so I, it's not you know it's not surprising. But I do, and I don't think this study's been done. Maybe there's my next postdoc, but I think some of the reasons mm. why people are drawn to them, besides their cute overall just aesthetically mm-hmm. pleasing look and body shape, but I do think it's their behavior. Uh, oh, absolutely. and their activities and, and their, well, their social structure, they do tend to live alone or in pairs depending mm. on the species. But a lot of times when they are housed under human care, they'll have a buddy in there. So they're just, mm-hmm. they're very, they're able to be very social. They can kind of swing either right, way. And right. then obviously when they are with a friend or a buddy or a mate or whatever it is, they can be very playful. And the North American river otter will communicate or vocalize in several different ways. They can Mm -hmm. whistle and buzz. Uh, They do something called a Twitter, which I don't know. Oh, that's funny. uh, Well, they have those thumbs, uh, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I need to know if anybody out there has heard of River Otter Twitter, please pass it along. Uh, But the other one is, uh, this is another favorite, Staccato Chuckles. Like, so I don't know if that's like, Oh, wow. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know what it is like, but um, chirps and growls. And so if you'll bear with me, I have a, uh, of course, because people love uh, river otters, there's a, a clip here of just some of the different various vocalizations that um, North American river otters will make.
That last one kind of reminded me of a horse, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they have different things called the blow. The uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the wine was in there. The uh, the chirp. The chit yeah. Chirp. The chirps always like whenever I hear them or you're outside watching them, you hear the you know yeah. Just busy. They're busy. They're busy little maybe that's busy little little animals. Yeah, maybe that's like the Twitter or something. Maybe that's what they mean by Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. No. And interestingly enough, that when they're frightened or threatened, which this I've never heard, but they can emit a hair raising scream that can be heard a mile and a half or two point four kilometers away across the water. Oh, wow. So you don't, you wow. don't want to upset okay. one. And your favorites, yeah. the giant otters. Scientists recently concluded that river otters have 22 distinct noises that they can make for different mm. situations. So mm-hmm. and they, with that being said, the pups, the, babe, the babies, have 11 of their own calls that can be anything mm-hmm. from infl- infant babbling, like what my son Zachary's doing. Yeah, now, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah to a hum yeah like graduation noise, they called it, for changing mm-hmm. directions. And, and then also a uh, ha shout huh. out when, when there's a threat nearby. So, okay. okay. Yeah. So they're – Yeah, they, they are amazing. I mean mm-hmm. it's I, – again, I know, I know we're going back to leopards and the cutest babies on earth. I mean I, most animal babies are just – oh, my gosh, your heart just – like baby polar bear comes to mind. But man, those baby river otters. Oh, I know that really. Uh, yeah, a baby anything for me. Obviously, I'm a yeah. mom, so my gosh, I yeah. see like little newborn babies in the grocery store, and I yeah. and I'm like that creepy lady, like oh, yeah. talking to yeah. them, and yeah. the moms are like, okay, now the moms are probably like, Get hey, you want, hey, kitchen. you want to take it for an hour? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no so kidding. Yeah, sleep. I feel that way. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the river otters, or most otters in general, but especially the river otters, another really critical form of communication is their feces. And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, something I learned on this podcast, which for the record, I got to tell my husband, John, who was like, oh. You stumped him? I did. Kind of. It's like a half stump. Kind of. Okay. He was like, okay. oh. I forgot about that. I, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever. I'll call that a win for the night. You got, you got to take what yeah. you can get in my house. Yeah. So, but no, so otters mark their territory with their droppings, mm-hmm. and it's known as a spraint. Mm. It's got a spraint. S-P-R-A-I-N-T-S. Contrary, Chris. Well, maybe not. So yeah. some have described it as sweet-smelling or musky. And some have compared it to jasmine tea. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, so they say it can be the sprained can be unusually sweet, and they'll put it near okay. the waters the the water's edge, obviously for other otters to uh, sniff and learn things about them right, uh, from their stuff, from their yeah. droppings mm-hmm, their territory. However, my husband did John did then jump on board and be like, uh. No way, Jose. That yeah. stuff does not smell good. It is stinky as all yeah. get out. Yeah. And I never was a keeper for otters, but I obviously worked in close tangent mm-hmm. to friends that did and would visit them and get to see them behind, behind the scenes and fall even more madly in love with them. And yes, I would say it does not smell like jasmine tea. No, <laughs> at all. no. I no, would predator. Say stinky. Yeah. Predator stinky. poop is just 
rank, man. It's well, just car- yeah, rank. carnivore. Yeah, you. Well, you yeah. and I are herbivore guys, and I'm like, that's yeah. just chopped up hay. It doesn't smell bad at all. But no, carnivore, no. yeah, or, or you know, even our omnivore is probably some of the worst yeah. as well. Oh yeah, like the bears. Bear, oh the bear. Yeah, human, yeah. Ugh, or dog. Ugh, God. Uh, yeah, it's just so stinky. Yeah. Ugh. So. But yeah, no, uh, it is, but it, this, this sprain is very important. Um, mm-hmm. so it's poop, but they'll also do urine. Um, they leave behind an anal jelly. So I also learned about that. Well, and then most of the other mustelids, you know, they have like the skunks and they've evolved to have kind of that defense mechanism. Sure. But the actual jelly you know, dropping, I mean, honey badgers. Yeah. I mean, like I don't, I'm just thinking like what anything with their anal glands or something. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. No, the, like, I don't the know reason, the physiology behind yeah, it. I didn't know. So that's why I was looking for the physiology, but yeah. that's, and, but even people that track river otters for population mm-hmm. counts or for research, of course they use like their feet tracks. And, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, one of the biggest ways they do it is from these sprains, from these fecal droppings, but okay. then also these jelly, these like balls of jelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, I just, you know, yeah. you know me, I'm, I'm, well, I'm as right. dorky as they learn something new. I, I love, well, you know, I love poop. So I was like, this is like a different type yeah, I know. of poop. <laughs> um, uh. But scientists suspect that the reason otters release this or use the sprain or their, their feces or the jelly or whatever is it helps other auditor otters be able to determine um either the sex the age the reproductive status mm-hmm. just from just from yeah, a quick that's what I was thinking. Yeah. and a study from 2009 out of humboldt state university Cal- northern california right mm-hmm. a great state california, california. Yep. Yep. they found that uh river otters can uh, distinguish between a known sprain and an unknown sprain uh, so whether they knew the poop okay. pile or didn't know the poop pile and they basically summarize that there's a huge olfactory, uh, signaling going on between the yeah. social life of river otters and, and that we, mm-hmm. you know, that there's just tons of inter and intra group communications right. going on. And this is just a reminder to the listeners. This is why you don't drink river water. You know, like that's, we, you know, we, uh, my sons, I try to teach them. I remember when, yeah, cause I grew up in the rivers of Northern California. I remember as a young kid drinking river water and my dad telling it, yelling at me not to do that. Don't drink river water because you never know what's in it. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> you get some of that jelly. No, thank no, you. No, thank you. Now you can, there are, when I was in, um, South America, we bought specialized pumps and filters, filters. It with the charcoal yeah. and all that. Yes. And, I, and we were in some pretty clean. You can clean, drink it. Yeah. yeah. But not straight from the that, river. Are no, you sure you didn't? Cause that would really it. explain a lot, Chris. It does explain <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a mercury poisoning. Who knows? When but, but, but yes, but let's get back to their behavior uh, because mm-hmm. they're inquisitive and playful. They've been observed using uh, muddy riverbanks and snow drifts as slides, right? Like little kids. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they'll, mm-hmm. they'll rush mm-hmm. down on, on their bellies, slipping into the water. They do this, uh, at the zoo. I've seen them with their pools and mm-hmm. researchers believe that a lot of this play that they're playing all the time serves them really well and it helps strengthen social bonds and improve hunting skills. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like they're just having fun and they are having fun, but and yeah, these skills can even help them find food. Um, yeah, no, it's. No, and then you speak for the young ones. I mean, it's just such a complex ecosystem that they live in. So how to survive, yeah, how to eat, a, you know, social, all the social rules. There's definitely of being a lot to learn. And yeah. then 
they've of course been documented using tools. Mm. Oh wow! So yeah, that's the, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I know the sea lot, otters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they love to eat shelled animals like clams, mm. and so they don't have the strength to open their food without some help. So they can they'll often use like a rock yeah. to like yeah. to crack yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, animals are amazing. And then, and they're right. And not only that, but it's like premeditated. They'll, when they're going hunting for their, they'll actually store a rock under their arm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as they dive down. Yeah. So it's like, they've got that yeah, level I mean, of intelligence. So yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm, yeah. And so for, yeah, a little one to learn this is, is pretty, uh, pretty in intense. You know, yeah. Challenging. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Intense. And, and of course, as far as their intelligence goes, I always like, to look at how far studies mm-hmm. have gone. And there have been some studies. Uh, Zoo Atlanta, good old, my old original, out, yeah. original A number one stopping grounds as an, uh, a little behavioral intern there for Golden Lion Tamarins. Right. Zoo Atlanta and the Georgia Institute of Technology looked into Asian small clottered spatial memory for food, lo- for food locations mm-hmm. and definitely it illustrated the fact that you can do cognitive testing on these animals. Mm-hmm. Which I know you and I can relate a lot to this because mm-hmm. when we were tasked with trying to test the cognitive ability of young horses or foals right. for the most yeah, part. Babies, yeah. Yeah. And how do you do that if, if you don't have the, if you can't bring them into an MRI right. or you don't have all the fancy like headgear right. and what can you do to demonstrate the different types of cognition, whether mm-hmm. it's memory or spatial or social? Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool that the uh, the zoo showed that they definitely can work with them to show the different levels of cognition. And another cool study uh, came out of a European zoo that was studying. Um, I think it, once again it was uh, it was giant and Asian small clawed otters to test their social cooperation, so their social cognition. Mm-hmm. And they did what's known as the loose string task which requires two individuals to simultaneously pull on either end of a rope to access food. The testing showed that each species would work together. um, Cooperative learning. Yeah, yeah, cooperative learning, not necessarily one better than the other uh, to to be able to maneuver the food. And it also demonstrated that, once again, they can do some of these higher cognitive testing. Right. Now, when they made this task more difficult, like, what they've done in the past for ravens and I believe like mm-hmm. chimpanzees, then they had problems with it. But just in mm-hmm. general, the the lower level or the the, the average level of cooperation, they demonstrated that no problem. So right, hopefully right. we'll know, start to see more in the future about just yeah. because they seem really smart. Uh, and I think definitely socially and playful. I mean, and no matter what, they're going to be the life of the party, right? It's like, I think yeah, they, I know, I, I know. I, I yeah. think they have like brains and brawn and fun. Yeah. You know, they're just yeah, 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 they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. definitely just like a lot of fun, right? And then when you talk about you know the scent marking and the these the specialized poop and stuff, so how does that translate into repro? What do we know? Well, I mean, we definitely know that it is used to help identify each other and or especially Mm -hmm. probably a female that's um, in estrus. The North American river otter is highly seasonal, but a lot of information about their breeding and social behavior is difficult once again to study in the wild. So there's been a few, and there's been a few studies that indicate that river otters do pair for a few months during their breeding season, but they don't have a lot of really strong bonds other than that. 
but then there's some research that suggests that they might mate for life. So there's another okay. postdoc, right? Okay. We got to figure that answer there out. You go. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they think the breeding season is probably in the winter or late spring, um, but maybe even summer, depending on geographically where they live, right? Because it's such a mm-hmm. they you know live in the whole North Amer- you know most of North America. So, but when females do come into estrus, it's uh, approximately one time per year for a month. And okay. the male, when he's in breeding season, it's for about three months that he has increased testosterone um, and is ready to breed mm-hmm. the females. Well, and what's really cool about the North American river otter is that with the females, they're one of only two known otter species. Uh, and there might be there might be others out there, but once again, we just maybe don't have the research. Mm-hmm. But they do the delayed implantation. And the sea otter mm-hmm. is another one that does this. And so what happens mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. a male will breed a female, the egg will get fertilized, but then the egg remains in a phase called diapause, mm-hmm. get ready for it, for seven to 10 months. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. And so oh. once the embryo, whatever signals it to finally implant in the uterus and start growing, which blows my reproductive mind right like my my physiologist i mean i can't that's a different Uh, talk yeah i have to go back and dig in the yeah yeah. go dig in my brain to figure out i mean i would assume just off the top of my head that it's got to be there's got to be some uh, it could be hormonal i mean you know because i seasonal nutritional they want babies um, yeah i don't but yeah, but the researchers uh, do know that once an embryo is implanted, that the gestation period is pretty consistent from around 68 to 73 days. So therefore, they're quote-unquote pregnant okay. for 300 to 351 days. But they're not actually actively yeah, growing, yeah, gestating. Yeah, gestating. Um, which I thought about this, Chris. I was like, man, that's not a bad, that's not a bad gig to be... Pregnant, right? So you're, you know, <laughs> keep away, boys. Right, you're you're, then, focused, you're yeah. focused on your studies and your work, and you're, you know, you don't really uh, care about boys, yeah. but you're not necessarily experiencing like getting bigger and heavier, and uh, right. you know, having this alien sucking all your nutrients out of you. And uh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I was kind of, I was kind of impressed by that. But, <laughs> but yeah, technically they're gestating yeah. or, or not gestating, but yeah, they said. Right. So, uh, uh, Basically, they're off the off the market minimally for over 300 days, okay. and then when they do have offspring, wow. there's typically about two to three kits, but sometimes they can have as many mm. as six, and they're little at birth. And the other, they're about 4.5 yeah. ounces. And this is what's also very interesting, and I don't know if you know this, Chris. Uh, baby otters, pups, kits, whatever you want to call them, mm. uh, they cannot swim when they're born. Oh, okay, oh, Isn't okay, that interesting. Okay. Hmm. Um, so where does sea? Oh yeah, I have to look it and up. This, so I wonder where sea otters have their yeah, babies. Yeah, well, and and, I, and this is for river otters, but I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, well, they have them in the dens. Right. River so, otters have them in yeah, the dens, right? Yeah, you have to look right? it up. Yeah. But, or maybe some otter yeah. experts out there could yeah. uh, help correct us. But yeah. yeah, I believe for definitely for river yeah. otters. And the interesting thing is yeah. they're buoyant when they're born because of all of their hair. Oh, and yeah. okay, maybe sea mm-hmm. otters. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know. But I think we failed to mention too that uh, otters, as adults at least. They have a million hairs per square inch of. of oh wow! Okay. Fur. So yeah. For so, yeah. but yeah. anyways, um, so they're little and they do, of course, 
learn to swim. Um, and, but until then, sometimes, which is super cute, they'll just climb on their mom's backs and hold on. So yeah, yeah. yeah, we're super cute. And then for sea otters. Okay. This is my cute mother, Mm -hmm. all you mothers out there. Uh, or you like fathers too, I suppose. Uh, the mothers will often wrap the babies in sea kelp. This is for sea otters. Oh yeah. To keep them in place while she hunts. Huh. <laughs> they're, that, uh, they're awesome. That, yeah. yeah, like how smart and clever. Like I wish I could do that. Like here, you just yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap you up and put you in a corner, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but just baby kidding. worried, right? Yeah, don't yeah. don't don't call uh, the, the yeah, authorities on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't do that. Um, but the other thing they do is they also sometimes make like um, a makeshift playpen for their pups to contain them. Hmm. <laughs> so I just there. So my, again, level of intelligence. I would say I, it so. might not be do- document how smart they are, but some of these naturalistic behaviors or parenting yeah. behaviors are just incredible. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, so the young stay with the mom till they're about a year old, and then they reach maturity or breeding age around two to three. Okay. Okay. And well, and then my other little yeah, my other little just side note is that uh, otters, no matter what you see on any social media platform. They do not make good pets. No, no. End of story. Yeah. Um, there's no debate. They should uh, never be kept be as pets. Yeah. Never kept as pets. No. And not only, I know they're cute and all of that, but you can go see them in the wild mm-hmm. or at your local zoo or, and or aquarium. And unfortunately, Scientific America reported that four Asian otter species appear to become increasingly targeted for the legal, fe- the legal pet and or fur trade. <laughs> And they think that a lot of this has to do with social media. Mm, so spurring not, on, yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're cute. Like, they can I be pets one. or yeah. something. And they just, they don't. They don't make good pets. They're wild animals. Um, yes. Stick, stay till the end, and you'll you'll find out what they yeah. hunt. And then you'll be yeah. like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they don't make good pets. And they also stink. Like, they do not yeah. smell like jasmine tea. I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 no. I think we need to read, I think we re- need, we need to revisit that study. Yeah. Uh, they mark their urine and they wipe it all over the place and then they, yeah. and, and the no. urine and, and anal jelly. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. Don't do it. No, Please. no, no, Please. no. And, and I mean, you know, that, that's a good lead into the conservation status because many of them are threatened with extinction. The sea otter is endangered. The giant otter is the one I kind of wanted to focus in is endangered. I'll get to them in a second. Southern river otters are endangered again in South America. The hairy nosed otter in Asia endangered marine otter endangered. So, you know, a lot of these, India these otters smooth, are India smooth coated otter is either yeah, endangered, endangered or vulnerable. And kind of looking in this, the giant otter, because they're, they're huge, these giant river otter or giant otters that live in Brazil or in the Amazon rainforest is they're being hunted and then just habitat loss. And the sea otters really quick, their population was got down to 2000 in 1911. And this stretched from Russia over in Alaska, all the way down the Pacific Northwest down to California. Now their population is about 125,000, but it's slightly decreasing. You know, so they they have rebounded in the last hundred years. It's just there's no genetic diversity, and now you have a lot of problems with ocean pollution and very sensitive to the environment. Yeah, I mean, I habitat loss and then environmental pollution are are yeah. the culprits for sure. Yeah. 
Now, the ones in Brazil or in, in the Amazon, again, deforestation. I was just looking this up again. I mean, just so sad. The Brazilian rainforest is being decreased by another 40 uh, – they predict uh, by another 40% Yikes. by 2030. Oh. Yeah. So in the, what, next 12 years, you're going to lose 40% more of the rainforest. The population just in South America is going to increase by 44 million people in the next 13 years. And, you know, looking at this, what co- is causing this and cattle ranching is the number one cause. And, you know, I mean, I've had some experience at UF, you know, we, I know Brazil poured a lot of money into their graduate studies. You know, we had a lot of students from there. I mean, it's just a, a huge part of the economy, but there has to be some sort of balance, I guess, with nature and supporting these countries because Brazil has a right to grow and prosper. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and you've been there. You've been there. Oh, I, I have. mean, you've walked in the rainforest and Brazil and Manaus. parts of Absolutely. South America. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I just, there's got to, we got to find a balance because South America is actually the number one exporter of beef in the world. Wow. And they, they, they export to the U S. So just for us, the conservation tip of the week is what I, it rolls into before we get to the organizations is I know we said reduce meat consumption, but just go vegetarian one day a week. Try to do it. I make veggie soup. Um, you know, I do a stir fry, uh, once a week and we just try to reduce some yeah, meat it's consumption. Super, it's super easy with a handy dandy internet. I just, I, I was kind yeah. of bored with some of my vegetarian recipes, so I just got online yeah. and found uh, – I did a nice veggie crock pot curry dish. Super easy and yeah. did oh, not miss the awesome. meat. Oh, my gosh. And, now, and I have it for like the next yeah. three days. So <laughs> I made a yeah. big old – if, if I'm going to – if yeah. I go big or go home, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just trying to you know help the environment and you know kind of reduce demand. But if we reduce demand, then you know we'll – will help uh, reduce some of the stuff. But, you know, specifically with river otters, what are some, I know you said they're all over social media. What are some of the big organizations that are out there doing good work? Well, there's them? A, a couple of them. And so I'm going to highlight since we talked today about the river otter, uh, a great group that I found mm-hmm. out of uh, Fort Forest Knolls, California. So once again, California, mm, uh, it's called yeah, the okay. River Otter Ecology Project. And you, they can be found at www.riverotterecology.org. They have a great Facebook presence and so some really nice mm-hmm. information up there. But this group acknowledges that there's very little known and or published, right, when we talk about scientific research, very mm-hmm. little published about the ecology and or current status of the river otter in central and northern California. So they're focusing more on California. Um, but mm-hmm. the River Otter Ecology Project strives to learn more about the river otters, as far as their status, their range, their reproduction, their diet, and their ecology, and to help educate the public about their important role as apex carnivores and healthy watersheds. And then, of course, they network with local organizations um, working on the ground to help restore the habitat. So that's what's key with a lot of these otters is people are, of course, working to help them, but we all know you need to save their environment needs a lot of environment mm, needs a lot of help too. And so one of some of the really, I mean, they do a ton of awesome stuff. I was like, man, I want to go work for these guys, but they they do, they do. uh, If you're in that area, uh, volunteer because they, they, you know, it's a smaller group. So they, they rely a lot on volunteers, but they utilize Mm -hmm. cameras to help 
track and count, population count, um, uh, the animals and their behavior. And so the group Mm -hmm. does a lot of biking, hiking, and kayaking to study sites. I was like, that sounds right mm-hmm. up my alley. Oh, my. Fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some beautiful parts of California. Yeah, and then they they have some remote ca- camera observations. And uh, and the other great thing that they do that I know you can relate to uh, as a fellow citizen scientist is they do what's mm-hmm. called the Otter Spotter Citizen Science Program. Huh. And so when you were, you know, years ago when you were with your friends, mm-hmm. if you would have seen an otter, you could have – you can basically either – Email, mm-hmm. yeah, you re- it, report yeah. it. And they, if you go to their, their website, river otter, riverotterecology.org, and click on the otter spotter icon, icon, you can fill in the form that basically has a few questions. So yeah, it helps, uh-huh. it helps them, uh, keep count yeah. and then learn more about where all these guys are going. And their website in general just has tons yeah. of education facts that help me for this podcast. And they've got a blog, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You and I should blog more. And, and of course, fun videos. And I was really pleased to right. see too that on 2014 they won a whole bunch of conservation awards, the John Muir Association for Nonprofit Award, and then a Conservation Leader Award. Oh, awesome! So yeah, they're the real oh, deal. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah shout out, out to the them. River yeah, Otter Ecology Project. Yeah. And my second conservation group is going to focus today on the sea otter because, well, after I found out that they wrap their babies in uh, sea kelp as a babysitter, I was like. <laughs> They're right. awesome. No. And like you said, <laughs> in California, yeah. their numbers were crazy down. And through a yeah. lot of amazing groups like this, their numbers have rebounded somewhat, but they're not stable, of course. Right. And so uh, the group right. I would like to highlight is called Friends of the Sea Otter. So that's easy. We all want to be friends of the Sea Otter. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Their, mm-hmm. Um, their website yep. Yep. is beautiful, and it can be found at www.seaotters, with an S, org and of course on Facebook too, uh-huh. just Friends of Sea Otter, and they've been found founded in 1968, and they basically work with um, state and federal agencies, scientists, educators, and the public to maintain and increase current projections for the sea otter, and to help them continue to be protected, mm-hmm. and also to inspire the public about how awesome they are and their unique behaviors and habitats, and so mm-hmm. they want to protect these guys and the habitat mm-hmm. where they live. And they have, since they've been around for a long time, they're a very solid group. And they have many accomplishments from federal and state mm-hmm. policies to litigation. They support research, which is awesome. Um, they work on protection, education, and then they're big advocates for water quality. And they have a lot of programs that you can check out or get involved in. There's Sea Outer Savvy. So if you do live where you were in California, like, what do you do when you see a sea otter? Yeah, Should you go yeah, up and try yeah, to hug coastal. them? No. Should you go close to them? No. <laughs> no. So they <laughs> no. have all these tips of how to basically no. be courteous to sea otters yet yeah. still enjoy them. And they have great, just in general, just great pro- programs out of Alaska and California. They have a newish program called KELP, uh, which is uh, an acronym that stands for Keep Earth Living Planet. And, yeah, they just um, – oh. They want to. They're using kelp mm-hmm. to help promote inner balance between the threats of the ecosystem and the animals, mm-hmm. which is something the interconnectedness seems to be a big theme. Right. So you can go to their website and they have a newsletter. So yeah. if you're especially if you're out in California, you might want to check that out so you know what programs are going on. You can become a member. You can volunteer. They have mm-hmm. a store. Of course, you can donate. And mm-hmm. on their website for kids, there's tons of learnings. 
you can learn if you're out in California, which the next time I go, they have otter spotting locations. Mm-hmm. So they help you cheat and yeah, know where, where they're some at. better yeah. spots are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have a kids, uh, kids zone on their website, really cool. And then they've also been a big promoter, and they may even be the founder, if I'm correct, of Sea Otter Awareness Week, okay. which is the last week in September. Okay. So okay. we'll promote that when that comes yeah, up, yeah. uh, this next September. But yeah, check out the Friends of the Sea Otter. Um, I know I really enjoyed what they're doing, and, um, I'm a big supporter. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. It was amazing seeing them. I couldn't believe we did see them. Now, right, so yeah, amazing. Yeah. Now, uh, what otters hunt? And I'm looking at this picture, and I'm gonna definitely post it on the show notes. And there's a, a and the link to the story. But this sea otter, Angie, is eating and hunting gators. What? <laughs> yep, <laughs> they eat alligators. <laughs> they hunt and eat alligators, these things. I didn't I did not know that. I did yeah. not see that. I'm learning to Yeah. I mean are like big ones or yeah, like yeah, yeah. Not not the ten footers, but yeah, the smaller okay. gators that they can catch. But they Gosh, will they're, they're crafty. Like I said, like I was at Rainbow Springs. I was like, wow, because we saw gators in the river. You're on, on the, the banks of the river. And then you see sea otters, and I'm like, wow, those things just, you know, must be so scared of the gators. No, the gators are probably scared of the otters, you know, at least the smaller ones. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, otters hunt gators. So I'll put that, where, that image where up. Where was this? this Florida. Was... This is actually in Florida. Yeah. But it was a sea otter, not a river otter? No, it's a river otter. It's a river otter. North American river otter eating a alligator. Wow. So wow. hunting, the, you know, they know where to bite it, how to kill it, and then how to eat it. <laughs> so... Oh, uh, anyways. Incredible. So they're yeah, not as yeah. cute and cuddly as people maybe like to think, right? Oh, uh, they're cute and cuddly to look at, but yeah, not Yeah, to, to look at. Like I said, they, like I said, yeah, that they're, little they, one would bite yeah, Ashley got a, all the time. Yeah, they've got a plan. They know they're, they're, they're crafty. They're naughty. They're naughty. Uh, so just don't forget to visit the website like we talked about. Uh, but other than that, you know, we'll, we'll see you, uh, Friday for news and then next week with our new species. Thanks for hanging out with us. I hope you had an utterly amazing time. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. right. Listen, learn, share. Join the movement at allcreaturespod.com.